everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose. And today we have a very exciting guest. Michelle Core of Six Degrees on Voice America is actually a good friend of mine. Um, she calls me her mini-me, and she actually connected me with um, this wonderful woman by the name of Lauren Mayhew. And um, Lauren has been acting. She was 10 years old. She has made a break into the film industry, starring in roles such as Raise Your Voice and American Pie Bandcamp. And just to pause for a moment, um, Raise Your Voice is actually like my childhood movie. So that is super <laughs> awesome to me. I literally have watched it dozens of times. So we are definitely going to be talking about that as well. But um, she's also a familiar face being a guest star on numerous hit shows such as Law & Order, American Dreams, and CSI. She's also made her mark in the music industry, releasing her brand new single, What Is Love, which will be this week's featured song of the week so that's a little hint for you guys so stay tuned and it's also said that by her 13th birthday she was signed to epic records and she began touring with her band alongside NSYNC, Destiny's Child, 98 Degrees and Britney Spears to name a few so I have to say you are pretty amazing and I am so glad that you're here today so thank you for joining me. Oh yeah thanks for having me I'm glad to be here. Of course so how are you doing today? I'm doing good, minus a slight cold that I have today, which kind of sucks. Um, but it's a beautiful day outside today, so I'm actually going to go meet up with a bunch of friends um, after this in Malibu. So I'm looking forward to just being outside in the sun and out in the sand. <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. And also, Lauren, so tell me about your journey into the industry. Like, growing up, when did you first realize that you could really see yourself doing this for the rest of your life? You know what? Um, I know that some people, you know, they kind of maybe make decisions later in life about what their main goals or passions are. But for me, it's never been a question. I think I came out of the womb knowing that I wanted <laughs> to sing and dance and act. So ever since I was young, even before I was 10 years old, I started doing plays and musical theater. Um, I was that kid that, you know, I'd be in an elevator and be like, hey, want to hear me sing? And just bust out um, <laughs> using my hairbrush as a microphone and all of that sort of thing. Um, that was me ever since I could basically walk. So... Um, I started out in musical theater when I was young, and I, um, I actually booked my, my first thing that I really got was a, uh, a role on a Broadway show on Showboat, and I ended up turning it down, not because I didn't want to do the show, but because I, that was when I also got the leading role in um, a TV series that I was in as a kid called The Refies that was mm -hmm. on PBS, and I decided to end up doing the, the television um, as opposed to the, the, live, um, the live element, you know, with, with Broadway. And, um, you know who, know, who knows how my career could have been different if I had done that differently. But, um, you know, I love both aspects. There's, you know, something really cool about being able to create something from scratch, like, you know, with a film. And, you know, there's also something really cool with uh, being able to doing something live and having the actual audience right there and the instant gratification. So there's plus and minuses to both. But I have just, you know, I've loved being an entertainer ever since I could walk, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. I definitely love hearing that. I know it's kind of funny to think, but... Also, when you look at it from a, a standpoint, it's like everything happens for a reason. So when you make certain decisions, it's like it all falls into place some way, shape or form. So I'm really glad to see that, you know, everything worked out for you as well. Um, being very passionate about in the industry and music myself, it's kind of nice to hear from somebody firsthand, like what it's like. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I think 
you know, it's there's obviously ups and downs in the entertainment industry. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can be on top of the world and then, you know, go through a period where you're having to try to find, you know, your next, you know, big break. And that can be difficult. But, I mean, if you really truly are in it for the right reasons and you really love the craft of what you're doing, then it's worth it, you know? Yes, I totally agree. And just going back to the, the part about where you were signed at age 13 and working alongside huge names, how did that feel to you, you know, being a young teenager, um, breaking your way into the industry and, you know, getting this giant opportunity? You know, it's kind of crazy. I didn't really realize until later. I mean, I, I want to like, I knew it was a big deal, right? You know, mm-hmm. I knew it was a big deal, but it really wasn't until in hindsight that I could look back and I could fully appreciate it because, um, you know, being a 13-year-old, I mean, that's basically my only paradigm. I mean, I had, you know, I'd been acting before that, you know, with like um, the TV show and the soap opera that I was on and everything. It's really all I had ever known. So being able to do that while it being an amazing opportunity kind of was just my life. You know, so, um, you know, now since, like, when I when I left the band, um, I decided to make the choice that I wanted to finish high school. It was important to me. I wanted to go to college, like, a real college. I didn't want to, you know, do something, like, online or whatever. I really wanted to, like, have that experience, you know, um, in my life. So I went to UCLA and, um, you know, got to experience actually more of a normal life um, as, like, a young adult than I really did when I was a child. So, um, you know, as a preteen and, like, early teenager, um, it was kind of – I don't know, I guess, you know, surreal in a way because that was just all I knew, you know? So it was kind of hard to have the full appreciation for it at the time, I guess. Yeah, that's such an awesome feeling, though, to look back on that and be like, you know, that did happen. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I totally get that. And also, I know you mentioned um, not only being having the opportunity to perform on Broadway, but then I think I read correctly on your website that you also got to perform at the Super Bowl at one point in your career. Yeah, I did. Um, towards the end of my um, time when I was signed to Epic Sony, I uh, opened up for Sting um, doing the Super Bowl pregame. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was definitely probably one of the coolest moments of my life, especially when I had finished performing and um, I'm backstage uh, and uh, Aerosmith, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith came up to me and told me and my band that we rocked which was uh, pretty much a point that I knew I would not forget. Yeah. I was like, he's like the king of rock and roll. Just tell me I rock. I was like, yep, that's going to not ever be forgotten. Yeah, it's kind of like a little fangirl moment. You're like, yes. this yeah, is was pretty oh, cool. That's awesome. So, I mean, talking about music and everything like that, you also just released, as I mentioned, your latest single called um, What is Love. So that's very exciting. Congrats, Congrats. And just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I came up with the idea. It's actually really cool how it happened. My music manager connected me with a production team from Belgium. Oh, wow. Um, called High Breeze Music. And I, uh, they sent me this track, and I instantaneously knew that it was something special. I was like, this track is, you know, by itself already. So, like, the melodies are just flying out of me. I think I wrote the entire song less than 45 minutes. Wow. Um, because, like, it, the melody just kind of, like, came out. Like, I just heard it and it just happened. So... Um, I ended up, because I live in Belgium, I actually, you know, it's amazing with technology these days, but I was able to record the, the track here, and then we sent the vocal stems to Belgium, where they mixed and mastered the song in Belgium, sent it back, I would, like, make notes on it, would send it back to them, kind of that back and forth thing, and then uh, we'd actually, uh, I had shot the music video, gotten a record deal, and finished the entire song without ever meeting them. Um, so wow. finally, um, one of them had flown to Los Angeles for the ASCAP um, Expo, 
And um, I got to meet him at the ABCAP Expo, and I was like, oh, my God, Chris. Like, it was so great to meet one of them. I still haven't met the other one. Still to this day, I've not met the other half. Oh, Tigers, man. But, but I know, it's so crazy. But the first half I've met now because he came here for a big, like, music convention. So it was really cool. But they were very involved in um, creating the music video, too, which I'm not sure if you've seen. But essentially, mm-hmm. last year, I was hosting for Honda Center, doing some stuff for Anaheim Ducks and for UFC. Mm-hmm. And I became friends with a lot of the really celebrity fighters in the UFC, including Uriah Faber. And so I came up with this idea for my music video that I wanted it to be a modern-day version of Romeo and Juliet, but where the Montagues and the Capulets were composed of two competing teams of UFC fight crews. So I approached Uriah, and I was like, you know, what do you think? I was like, the worst that he can say is no, right? So he mm-hmm. comes back to me, and he's like, friends? I love the song. I love the idea. I want to be a part of it. Let's do this. So I was like, okay. Um, So he was really instrumental in getting all the other fighters on board. I actually ended up having 12 MMA fighters in the video, which is insane that I was able to coordinate that many schedules to be able to get it involved. But we had an amazing crew. We shot on red cameras. We shot out in the middle of the desert, actually, in Los Angeles, um, which I I learned so much about the filming aspects from this, which was really cool. But... um, yeah, we got to put together an amazing music video that, you know, incorporated a lot of fight scenes and um, fight and stunt choreography, which is, you know, really fun to do. And uh, the video actually debuted on Fox Sports 1 on uh, the program UFC Tonight, which is nationally syndicated, which is really exciting for me. And it got to be on the homepage of FoxSports.com and Yahoo Sports and Bleacher Report and MMA Junkie. So it was, it was really cool. It was an awesome twist to kind of fuse this, you know, music video and this song, this EDM song, with the UFC and with, you know, sports in general, which is like, you know, a really cool collaboration. So I was really excited to be able to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I've, I've watched the video literally like probably like five to 10 times. Like, I love it. I don't get tired of it. So um, yeah, it, it's great. It's definitely upbeat. And I can see what you mean when you talk about the beat and the melodies and everything like that. It's just it's a catchy song. I was even telling um, my parents and they're like, what are you humming? I'm like, oh, it's the song, you know. It's nothing much, but you know, it's cool. I love it. Um, yeah, it, it's great. And I'm really glad that it all worked out for you. You know, congratulations once again. And um, I can't wait to see where that takes you. I know. Same here. I'm, I'm excited too, because it's really crazy now. Like I was mentioning before, like all the social media and, and stuff nowadays, but I wake up one morning and I'm sure you're on Twitter and, you know, I mm-hmm. know that, um, you know, the radio station is. I followed you guys today. Awesome. And um, I saw that uh, I wake up one morning and I see this tweet saying, well, now spinning, you know, Lauren Mayhew's, like, you know, an awesome new song, like, What is Love? And I'm like, you know, who are these people? So I check them out. And I see that they're the largest radio station in Cape Town, South Africa. And I'm like, what? Wow. I'm like, how did they get my song? So I message them and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, thank you so much for playing it, you know. Like, how did you guys find my song? And they're like, oh, we always have our ear to the ground to give music. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of vague, but like, thank you, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, let me know if I can ever do an interview. And they were actually like, you know, we would love that. We're a really big fan of your song over here. So I ended up doing a radio interview with them just two weeks ago. And now since then, my song's been picked up on three other radio stations in that territory. And now my song's in regular rotation on that station, and it's called Good Hook FM. And it's a place that I've never even been to before. So it's like the... You know, I don't know, the cool thing about, like, modern-day technology nowadays yeah. is, like, you, know, you can be having a song that's, you know, playing and popular in a place that you've never even been to before. <laughs> I know. It's so awesome. And if you look at, like, all the comments, too, you're like, man, they all got my song. And then, you know, the viewers go up. And you're also on Vivo. So um, that's really an exciting opportunity. And, yeah, it's an amazing song. And I think it turned out really well. 
Thank you. Of course. So, Lauren, we have some more questions for you, but for now, we're going to have to cut to a break. So let's go ahead and do that. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. We're here back with Lauren Mayhew. So we're talking about quite a bit about this What is Love single. And I have to say I love it very, very, very much if you haven't, you know, if you couldn't tell in the first segment. But um, Lauren just kind of basically talked about the idea behind this song. It's modern day Romeo and Juliet, which I find is so interesting. And um, yeah, you, you're going to ha- definitely have to check out the song so you can Google it, YouTube it, you know, technology these days. We're, we're all in sync. So um, Lauren, just tell me, how are you a different artist like from other artists? Like how does you describe your music and how would you go about that? Well, um, I describe myself, my music is, you know, it's definitely dance music. I'm definitely an EDM artist, but um, it's still, you know, nowadays I feel like, you know, pop music is what's popular at the time. So I think, you know, I kind of like, you know, with any sort of genre to fuse other elements from other genres, um, like into the my main genre, because I feel that it makes it more unique and it makes it more interesting and also kind of allows people that, you know, appreciate different genres to kind of come together and appreciate a certain song because it has elements that they kind of like and then some elements that are new for them. So um, I tend to incorporate, like, live instrumentation, like piano or electric guitar riffs into my EDM dance stuff. So I'd say my stuff is kind of like Zed or Lana Del Rey where it's kind of this cinematic EDM type dance music, like a fusion between pop and, and dance. And... Um, you know, What Is Love has like a, a big emphasis on piano, which is kind of cool, but um, a lot of my other songs have more guitar-based melodies, which is kind of neat as well. So that's kind of how I describe it. And it's also fun, too, because I can perform it at a nightclub with a DJ or I can perform it with a live band. So that's kind of the other thing that's kind of fun about it. Yeah, I love that. That's super cool. And um, just again, how big mm-hmm. has this been for you? I mean, I heard that you returned from your concert in Hawaii, and um, that was kind of your latest spot that you were at. Yeah, so fun. Um, I actually, you know, got introduced 
um, you know, to you guys and to the radio station through um, a friend that I met um, out there in Hawaii that was actually at the event that I was performing at. Um, I got flown out to Hawaii to perform for this charity called the Nakamakai Gala that benefits um, children and educates them about the oceans and how important they are. And um, while I was out there, I got the chance to, you know, be on a couple of the different morning shows there in Honolulu, like KHON2 and stuff, and it was just such a blast. I mean, you know, everywhere, in, I mean, first of all, anytime you can go to a place like Hawaii for work, it's not so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was amazing, but that's one of the things that I love most about um, my music and my acting and everything is the ability to be able to travel. Last year, I also got the opportunity to tour in Asia pretty extensively. I was in um, Japan and Tokyo specifically for about three weeks performing at nightclubs, and then um, I also got to perform in Dubai, and um, I got to go to Shanghai as well, so um, that's another thing that's been really cool about, you know, being able to do my music is being able to share it with not just people here in the States, but people everywhere. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, just going into yeah. more about the the big picture of your song, um, what's your ultimate goal for this song? I know that one of the biggest things from you coming out of the song is you were signed with Empire Distribution, which is, you know, such a great opportunity. But now looking at it, is there a certain amount of views you'd like to get it to? Or how would you like to outreach this to others? Well, it's not so much about a specific view count or a specific mm-hmm. listener count. I would just love to be able to touch you know, as many people and be able to, like, move them with music that, that makes them happy, that makes them feel something, that, you know, makes them want to dance. So, um, you know, as many different places that I can go to and be able to do that. Um, because I think that music, the thing that makes it so special is that it transcends, you know, language barriers. So, like, even if you don't understand a song, you can still feel the intonation of, like, you know, but the, the feeling behind the person's voice, the feeling that's in the instrumentation and, like, the musicality of the song. And so I think that's, you know, a really great way to be able to, um, you know, kind of connect with people that you can't really, you know, have a conversation with, you know, so people in, in China or people in, you know, any other place in the world. Um, I actually, I speak pretty decently fluent Spanish, so that's kind of like a plus, but, you mm-hmm. know, for people who don't, Spanish speakers who don't speak English, you know, for South America or for anywhere else, you know, so that's something that I think would be really cool. That would be success to me is to be able to do a world tour and just um, be able to expose as many people to, to my music as possible. That is super cool. And you know, all of the musicians or people who have any type of like musical inclination on my show, um, they always say that, you know, that music literally is the universal language. It doesn't matter if it's in English or whatever the case may be. Everybody can kind of feel it and kind of take it in their own way. And it kind of makes it meaningful in that sense. So I'm really glad you did mention that because that's just a big part of music. It really does touch people. It's actually interesting, too. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but um, you know, even if a song's in English, you can listen to the lyrics and you can be like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what this song is yeah. about. And then you can hear an interview about the artist like talking about the song and what they meant when they wrote the song is nothing like how you interpreted it, you know, which is also a cool thing because it doesn't have to mean the same thing to you as it did to the person who wrote it, you know? Yeah, and I totally get that. That does happen to me quite a bit. You know, I, I do follow up on that. Sometimes, even if I'm curious, I'm like, oh, I wonder what this song means. So then I'll Google it and everything. And yeah, I do get that feeling. I'm like, yeah, this is not what I pictured. But um, yeah. we'll go with my way, I guess, of my own interpretation. So that is pretty cool. And yeah, Lauren, let's talk about some of your more recent YouTube collaborations as well. I know you've been working quite a bit with this. Yeah, I've really, I've really been enjoying this a lot. It's been a really cool new outlet to be able to, you know, to show my musicality to, you know, a lot, you know, uh, people from, you know, all over the world. And um, I, I, I signed to a company called Full Screen, which is a really big network on YouTube, and they've been uh, putting me with collaborations with other big, really big YouTubers. So I did my first one with a band called I Am Five, 
and a girl named Mandy Green, and they're both very talented musical artists, and we did a cover of Talk Dirty, mm-hmm. which uh, is a Jason Derulo song you guys can check out, and it's been doing really well. I think it has, like, upwards of, like, 200 or 250,000 views now, which is pretty cool. And then um, I did another, uh, two other covers, one with a guy named uh, Brandon Shea, um, and that was of Calvin Harris's song, Summer. So, you know, for the EDM bands out there, the Calvin Harris bands, we kind of did our own take on it. It's a little bit different, so it's kind of cool. And then um, my most recent cover was with a guy named Danny Padilla, and he's also a great artist. And we did uh, five seconds of Summer's song, She Looks So Perfect. And um, that was a total blast. We got to shoot that out on the beach and with a bunch of my friends, like, playing volleyball and hanging out. So it's a really cool video. I released the lyric version on my channel and then um, the original version on his channel. And it's uh, it's been really cool. So I'm, I, I definitely am going to be planning new collaborations. I'm doing another one with a, a big YouTuber named Julia Price coming up, and I think we're going to be doing Boom Clap. Awesome. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but, yeah, I really like it. It's been climbing up the charts, and it's a catchy song, you know? So it's going to be fun to, to collaborate on that. Yeah, that is really exciting. And tell me a little bit more, like, what is it like getting to work with other artists? Because it's totally different, you know, being a soloist and doing your own song throughout and doing all the vocal tracks on that. But now you have other people to work with, other people to kind of, like, bounce off of. Well, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, really, because, I mean, you get to be so creative. I mean, things that you may not have never, you know, things that you may not ever have thought of, um, you know, they come up with ideas and it allows you to even be more creative and come up with ideas on your own. And the thing that I really like is um, I try never to make a cover exactly the same as the original. I always try to make my own spin on it because I think that that, you know, it's so interesting how you can have one song and people think, you know, that's the only way that they've ever heard it, you know, and then to come at them with like, you know, a, a slow song and, and make it an up-tempo dance song or a dance song and make it more of an acoustic ballad. It's such a cool um, twist on, like, what was already created. It's, it's a lot of fun to kind of come up with uh, something new and something different. So um, for all you guys out there who want to check out the video, um, or the videos, actually, there's multiple of them now, mm-hmm. You can uh, my YouTube channel is just my name. So it's uh, youtube.com uh, forward slash Lauren Mayhew. Awesome. Yeah. I I watched uh, quite a few of your YouTube collaborations last night. I was kind of having a little frenzy on your channel. So um, yeah, it's definitely exciting. And, you know, being able, like you said, to go to those different outlets is always a great opportunity. And hey, you know, it might outreach to again, you know, places you never knew it could reach before. Totally. So, Lauren, you said that with amazing projects, we can't forget to thank amazing sponsors as well. So, um, I know you mentioned you have a swimmer sponsor. You're also associated with PCX Clothing and any additional sponsors. uh, If you guys check out the videos, um, there will be links on my channel to the sponsors that um, sponsor the video. Most of them are clothing brands or swimwear brands, but they're awesome. Like, really, really cool stuff. And you can buy a lot of their stuff online. So, I know that, um, you know, if you're anything like me, you're an online shopper, and um, I love to just, you know, nab great deals online. So PCX Clothing is one. Um, Viscaya Swimwear and Solari Clothing um, are another. Um, it's a swimwear brand and then, like, a cover-up brand, which the bathing suits are so cute. So, Maddie, you should definitely check them out. They're really cute bathing suits. And um, the last brand is a water brand called Puritas, and it's just I know people think, like, a lot of times, like, oh, water is just water, but yeah. I think it makes a difference. So I think that it makes a big difference to me, <laughs> but um, uh, Puritus Gold is, like, really awesome. It's really great. And they did, uh, they sponsored my What is Love video. Awesome. And yeah, I know it's kind of funny that you mentioned water because in 120 degree heat in Arizona, water is very important. So we might just need some of that. It's important. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, Lauren, let's take another break. We'll be right back. Keep listening to the fame game.
for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. 
It's Kids and Cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you miss the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, still here with Lauren Mayhew. So um, I have to say this is probably one of my favorite interviews of all time. Um, We're just having a lot of fun talking about music, and, you know, having that connection is really great because you can kind of relate to it. But um, anyways, Lauren, let's talk about you in the acting scene. Um, You have quite the resume, I have to say, after what I've been looking at on your website and just all the projects and movies and shows that you've been able to be a part of. So tell me what it's like being an actress in general. Um, well, you know, it has, uh, it's great moments and it's not so great moments. I mean, I, I love being on a set and I love working with other people and having, you know, there's so many different, you know, aspects and pieces that come into making a film or that come into making a TV show. And, um, a lot of that can be really cool. You know, obviously as an actor, there's also the, the kind of sucky part, which is the auditioning Mm -hmm. and having to go through that process, which can, you know, it's more nerve wracking for some than for others, but I don't think anyone really like enjoys that process. (laughs) Um, so, you know, there's, there's also that as well. And, you know, I mean, part of the craft is being, you know, as good at, you know, auditioning as actually, you know, being in the role and doing it because it's, you know, if you can't go in the room and wow someone in the, you know, the five minutes that you're in there, you're not going to be able to get the role, you know? So, um, it's almost equally, if not more important than, you know, being able to deliver on the day of, um, the day that you're actually, you know, filming. Um, so I, you know, I've been acting ever since that I, I was young and, mm-hmm. um, you know, starting off as a soap opera, a soap opera actor, it's so different than, you know, doing, um, you know, hour long dramas and stuff like that, which is most of what I've done, like, you know, you know, as like a young adult or whatever, um, you know, soap opera acting, it's like, you know, you shoot like an entire episode in a day. Whereas when I was shooting on Dexter, you know, for like the two episodes that I did last season, you know, it took, I mean, an entire eight days just to shoot one episode, you know, so it's yeah. like such a different um, experience. You know, you shoot one scene, you know, 50 times from a billion different angles and, you know, you do a wide shot, you do a close up, you do coverage, you know, you have to make sure that you get all these different things and, you know, in a soap opera, you have, you know, three cameras running at once, and you usually do it once, maybe twice, if someone messes up, and then you're done, you know? Oh, wow, so, yeah. So, um, it's a totally different pace. Um, but, you know, both are both are really fun. That's really cool. And, yeah, I didn't really know that. It kind of gives you insight into the whole production process of that, too. But, yeah, I didn't know soap operas kind of went that fast-paced, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of um, actors who, when they when they do a soap at first, the biggest or the hardest thing is having to memorize all the lines. Because yeah. if you think about it, you're having to memorize an entire episode's worth, uh, you know, of lines in in one day, and having oh to gosh. do it all in one day. So that's that's you know that's harder for some than for others. You know, while you know others find it more difficult, um, you know, to do you know kind of like you know like the Dexter setup, for example, which is having to do the same thing over and over again and having to remember how you did it. A big thing in filming is continuity. And um, you have to remember as an actor, while also, like, trying to be in the moment and, you know, just being as real as you possibly can, you also have to remember, like, am I hitting my mark? Am I cheating out the camera? Am I doing it exactly the same way that I did it before? Because they're going to have to intercut between these different takes to be able to edit it together. So there's a lot of other things that you have to be aware of and conscious of while you're still, you know, playing the role that, you know, play a part. 
Awesome. So what would you consider to be your favorite role that you've played thus far? Oh, that's really hard to say. Um, <laughs> man, I mean, different things for different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. Dexter was a lot of fun because, you know, I had a really cool death scene, which I had never done before. So oh, wow. that was exhausting slash fun. Um, I have to say American Pie was a lot of fun just because the set was a lot of fun. I mean, we were laughing nonstop and it was like, you know, a bunch of young people. Like, so it was just like a really fun set to be on. Um, the most recent role that I just played, I just shot a, a shot a, an independent film about three weeks ago. It's called Eternal Salvation and it's a faith-based Wall Street movie. Um, it doesn't have a release date yet, but, um, I'll let you guys know so that you guys can check it out. Yeah. And, um, I play a, um like, young therapist, like, just out of school, um, who is trying to help this guy recover from addiction. And um, I never, I'd always kind of played the bad girl or the rebel or the, you know, that sort of character. So being a, playing a role where I'm actually the one helping the person who's kind of gone down the wrong path, or I'm actually kind of, like, the good figure was mm-hmm. like, I know it sounds <laughs> weird, but that was actually like a change of pace for me. Yeah. So that was kind of cool, like oh. being, you know, kind of more of the authoritative figure, you know, that's uh, kind oh, of guiding nice. this person back. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's really awesome, though. And I know that's kind of funny because, um, you know, with different roles, there's so many different personalities and then a different mindset that you have totally. to go through. So, um, yeah, that's kind of funny that you mentioned that. You're like, yeah, that, that was a, a really big taste. So I like that. I know. But um, um, the next thing I want to kind of ask you is let's talk about some of your previous movies that you've been a part of. I mentioned at the beginning of the, the show that um, Raise Your Voice, I literally was like living off of that when I was younger, like literally from from when I was eight years old. And when I was eight years old, that was the first time that I decided that I wanted to be a singer. So that movie kind of like pushed me to be a singer. So, um, yeah, it's, it was a big part. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, um, that was a really fun movie to do, obviously because it incorporated music. And, um, that wasn't that long after I left PYT when I left my band. And it was really cool because that actually got me started in the songwriting because it was at the end of that film um, but one of the producers came up to me and she was like, you know, Lauren, we were really wanting to use, like, you know, the song that you sang in the movie as like, one of the songs in the soundtrack. Like, would you be down to go into the studio and, like, you know, finish recording the song and make it a full song? And I was like, wow, yeah, that would be an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. And then I told her, I was like, you know, I've actually been writing my own music. And she's like, really? And um, I sent it to her and sent them the other producers some of my stuff, and they really loved it. And that's actually how I started getting into the music licensing game. And the first song that I licensed to a feature film um, was actually shortly after that when I did American Pie Bandcamp. Um, I, I licensed um, through those producers uh, my first songs to, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie um, Bring It On, but the sequel, yeah. um, In It to Win It, I screen tested for uh, one of the main lead roles. I ended up not getting it, but the director was the same director from American Pie Bandcamp, so I knew mm-hmm. him really, really well. And I sent him my music, and I was like, you know, Steve, I really just, you know, I know I didn't get the role, I was like, but I have this song that I think would be amazing for the film. And he was like, okay, well, let's send it over to the music supervisor at Universal and see what they say. And the, the guy listened to it, and he was like, this is awesome. Do you have anything else like this? I was like, yeah. And they ended up using two of my songs in the film, which was really cool. So I started, you know, just trying to be proactive, made a list of every producer and director that I knew that I could, like, send out my music to. And that's how I started licensing songs. And now, fast forward, you know, a few years later, I've licensed, like, over... 80 or 90 songs to film and TV. Wow, that's crazy. It's, mm-hmm. it's cool how this all works out. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of it, you know, for any of you guys out there who are, like, wanting to do 
music or acting or some combination of the two, um, you know, be resourceful and try to think of like ways that you can connect the dots, you know, um, because a, a lot of people, I feel what a lot of artists do that they make the mistake is, you know, they create the art, which obviously is the most important thing, but, you know, people have to hear it, you know, and uh, they, they kind of make the mistake sometimes of just sitting back and letting their representation do all the work. And I'm kind of of the mindset of, you know, I'm an outgoing person. I'm like out there and I meet new people. And if an opportunity presents itself, and there's someone there who could potentially use, you know, something that you've created, you know, what's it going to hurt for you to mention it to them and send it to them? You know, the worst they can say is no, you know, so it never hurts to ask. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea too. be proactive, get out there and, you know, you can get the job done. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, like, I mean, obviously your representation is going to care about your career, but no yeah. one's going to care about your career as much as you do. So if you want something to happen, um, you know, you got to go out there and just take it. You got to, you got to make it happen yourself. And, you know, you don't need to necessarily just wait for somebody else to do something for you. If there's something that you can do, the answer is do it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely love that. And tell me about some of the people you've been able to work with, um, being a part of movies and shows and various things like that. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, throughout my life gotten to interview a lot of huge celebrities, like being on your side of the of the interview, the inner, you know, the interviewer. And mm-hmm. uh, I used to host for Access Hollywood. I hosted for them for about two years. And then I hosted my own show called Real Access that was um, on Teen Nickelodeon, um, which was a lot of fun. And I got to interview everyone from Johnny Depp to uh, Gwen Stefani to Jessica Simpson. I mean, so many different amazing people. Um, and then, you know, obviously on the flip side from, you know, acting and music, I've gotten to work with a lot of artists and collaborate with a lot of artists. Um, you know, obviously when I was a musician, I got to open up for a lot of big acts. And then, um, you know, as an actor, I've gotten to work with a lot of really amazing actors. One thing is I've done a lot of guest stars. You know, you named some of them from like CSI and Law and Order mm-hmm. and Joan of Arcadia and Medical Investigations and American Dreams. And on all these shows, you know, the series regulars on the shows are, are such amazing, accomplished actors. A lot of them are big film actors and have done, you know, have like an extensive list of credits. So um, being able to be on all these shows is really cool because you get to learn from each of them have a different style and a different tone and um, a different way of working. And it's, it's a really great learning experience to be able to come on a new set as either a recurring role or as a guest star and to, you know, kind of just kind of morph into the storyline and to work with these, um, you know, really veteran actors. Join Kid Chef so, Eliana um, really for Cook that. It's Cook. Yeah, Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show so, um, you that there are yeah, all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken shortly. nuggets and fries. So right On our show, we'll discover family. cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. So this is our final segment with Lauren Mayhew. Um, I know what you're probably thinking. You're like, yes, seven more minutes until we get to hear the featured song of the week. I know. 
is pretty exciting. So um, we are going to feature that, I assure you. But um, anyways, Lauren, we are just, again, talking about some um, screenplays and things like that. We talked a lot about the movies that you got to shoot and um, everything like that. But is there any other movies or shows that we can kind of stay in touch with or stay tuned for? Right now, I'm in the process of um, actually auditioning for a few other, like, roles for different things. So hopefully I'll have some stuff to share with you in the near future. But the most uh, recent thing that I shot was a movie that I told you about, Eternal Salvation, which will be coming out soon. Um, the I actually shot a film with uh, Michael Madsen and Jennifer Taylor called Ashley that's out now. And you can get that on demand or on Netflix or on Amazon. Um, I think it's also available on Hulu potentially um, as well. But, um, yeah, the, the movie's called Ashley. And... Um, it was a really um, fun film to do. I play, um, I play actually a a young um, uh, a young character named uh, Jill Winters that just uh, graduated. And is like you meet me in the hospital, and I'm I'm there with these um, other kids, the troubled teens, and we're all like have problems with um, addiction, and we're like in this circle, like talking, and it's a really intense film. It's uh, definitely a hardcore drama, but um, you know if you want to see some good acting, it's definitely a really good. Um, you know, film to see some really great actors do some great work. That's awesome. And going into more like television, I know we like briefly talked about it, but um, did you have like a favorite show that you got to be a guest star on or what is it like just like guest starring? I mean, it's pretty cool to be on the set and go through the whole experience as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, being a guest star, it's 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 fun because it's different. You know, you're getting to switch things up a lot, but it's also difficult because you're coming into a set that's, you know, been working together for a very long time. Um, so it's like they already have their rhythm, they already have the way of how they do things. So it's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just getting to know everything. And it's, it's you kind of feel like by the end of the week when you really feel like you've gotten to know everyone and you've kind of, like, formed your lines and you know what's up and you know how, like, the whole thing works, you know, you're basically done. <laughs> yeah. So that's one why I kind of like, you know, the recurring type of roles a little bit better because, you know, it gives you a chance to really develop an arc and develop a relationship with the people that you're working with and a rhythm with them, which is really fun. That's also, you know, something that you get to do with feature films and stuff like that as well because they're a little bit longer. Um, you know, a couple other films that I've done that we haven't talked about yet. I did a really fun movie. It's kind of like an American Pie-esque type film. It's called Frat Party, and it's aired on Showtime and the Movie Channel. Um, for a while, I think it's also now still available on demand and on Netflix. But um, it was really fun because, once again, it was another, like, young film. It was a bunch of, you know, young individuals that we got to just really have a lot of fun behind the scenes and, you know, kind of cut up, you know, on set and, like, have a good time. So it's always a good time when you can, um, you know, have a good time working but also a good time playing with the people that you're, you know, um, there with day in and day out. Yeah, I definitely love that, though. And I see your point, though. It is different to come into a new environment and kind of just pick up the flow of things, um, you know, when you're not really used to it. But that's really cool, though, to kind of see yourself on the big screen. And it's just like, hey, that's me. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So um, looking over your entire journey up to this point, what would you say is your biggest highlight? Oh, man. Um... That's hard. I mean, there's so many. I guess the reason why I love what I do is because mm-hmm. no day is the same. Every day is different. Every day is an adventure. And that's why I love, like, you know, people, I always get asked, like, what's my favorite thing? Is it the music? Is it the acting? Is it the hosting? And the answer is I, I really love all of them because they all give me something different. Um, another thing, actually, that we haven't mentioned um, that was kind of a really cool chapter in my life was um, being able to be the ring announcer for the WWE. Oh, wow. I was the... Um, yeah, I was the ring announcer and the national anthem singer for them for about eight months. So I did 
SmackDown and ECW, and I got to travel all over the world um, hosting and singing for them, which is an amazing opportunity. Um, it was so cool because it was something, you know, growing up, I, I was, you know, I mean, I remember, I think there was, like, when I was, like, 12 or 13, there was, like, a boy who was really into, you know, WWE, so I kind of, like, watched a few episodes because I thought he was cute, you know? Like, other than that, <laughs> like, I had nothing, like, no idea about wrestling yeah. at all. So when I got the audition, I was like, wrestling? I was like, I don't know, you know? But I was like, okay, well, you know, it never hurts to take a meeting. So I took the meeting and um, got a call back, and then I got a screen test, and they flew me out to New York for my screen test. And while I was there, it wasn't until then that I really realized, like, wow, this, they're a massive multi-billion dollar company. And this is like such an amazing organization that is really entertainment based and is so cool. And so I, I really started taking it seriously. And then when I, you know, was lucky enough to actually get the job and, you know, get the audition, I, um, you know, I was able to tour not only all over the United States, but I also got to perform at like amazing iconic places like the O2 arena in London. And, um, wow. you know, I got to travel, at, you know, perform at the Sheffield arena and like Sheffield got to go all over England um, so it was, it was really cool. I mean, the WWE is in like 130 different countries. So um, that was kind of a neat, a neat thing to be able to, you know, do as well. I would say so. And on the flip side of that, is there anything that you've encountered, like a challenge or obstacle along the way that you'd consider like your biggest challenge? Or um, like you said, every day is different. So I can understand from that point, too. Yeah, you know, um, when I was younger, a lot of people didn't understand um, the fact that I did more than one thing. Like, people wanted to categorize you. Like, and even now, sometimes they want to. Like, are you a singer? Like, or are you an actor? Like, yeah. what do you do? You know, and the fact that I did multiple things, people were like, well, how can you do all of these things? Like, that's not, you know, people just like, it was hard for them to kind of wrap their head around. And um, I felt like sometimes that was a struggle for me because, you know, I, I'd, you know, be no, you know, like, right after, like, you know, all the PYST stuff, you know, I'd go into auditions and people would know me as a musician, and they they would be like, they'd want to talk about the music instead of, like, focusing on the acting, which would be frustrating for me because I'd be there for an audition for whatever yeah. role I'd be going in for, and vice versa would happen, you know, like, I'd go into a music meeting and they'd be like, well, but you're such a good actor, like, why are you, and I'm like, ah, but I'm here to, like, do music, you know, so yeah. sometimes, um, you know, that, that was kind of a definite, you know, hurdle that I had to, like, kind of get over. And I feel that nowadays I'm so glad that the climate is finally changing where people are realizing that it's more about your your overall exposure. You know, like, anything now that you can do to, to be out there and to gain notoriety and to gain a fan base is something that's a positive thing. So nowadays you're seeing actors do music and you're seeing music, musicians do, do acting. And by first, I mean, from Justin Timberlake to even Rihanna who's doing movies to, you know, I mean, so many different people. So, um you know, I think that that's a great thing because for people like me who really enjoy being able to have all these different creative outlets, it's really nice to see that finally it's going in a direction where it's a, a being more conducive to that. I agree. I love that very much. So again, Lauren, I wanted to thank you for being with here today. And um, also, can you just tell us how others can contact you or learn more about your upcoming projects and all of that good stuff? Definitely. Definitely. Well, guys, please follow me on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is LC Mayhew. Um, my Instagram is Lauren Mayhew here, like here, like here I am. <laughs> and then um, everything else is just under my name. So um, my website is laurenmayhew.com, and uh, my YouTube channel is also just Lauren Mayhew, so it's pretty easy. But, um, yeah, if you check out those places, um, I definitely I post new music all the time. I post new videos, um, and you can check out my single. So that would be awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. All right, guys. So it's that time of the week, the featured song of the week. And like I said, it's going to be What is Love by Lauren Mayhew, also available on iTunes. So check it out if you like it, get it. But here it is. Your touch makes me blind. 
You've been listening to The Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose. This show is produced by Kidstar for the Voice America Kids Radio Network. And up next is a track from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. Phoenix, Arizona, and host of Bookworm. The Kid Store Album of the Month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Three Kids in the Car. Three kids in the car on a Monday morning, each one wishing that the others weren't born. And I can't say nothing because they've all been scorned because their mother's done had enough. And the sisters sitting in the front seat, who at this part of the song you need to realize is about three months away from getting her driver's license. She's thinking to herself I can't believe that I'm still riding with them I hope that we're not seen by some of my friends And if by chance I fail the driver's exam Then I am running away Three kids in a car on a Monday morning Each one wishing that the others weren't born And I can't say nothing because they've all been scorned Because their mother's done had enough Brothers sitting behind her Who at this point of the song You need to realize is about five years younger than she is But he's still about two years older Than his little brother sitting next to him He glares down at his little brother And he's thinking to himself I can't wait till our sister's finally gone Then I'll sit up front Cause that's where I belong 
Thank you. 